Welcome to Scalable Happiness. Scalable Happiness. Maximize happiness, minimize stress, and always be at your best. Welcome everyone to episode four in the series. We understand happiness is a state of being where everything is fine. We understand stress is where we want two incompatible things at the same time. And we have decided to prioritize our happiness by minimizing our stress. In essence, we want to reduce the incompatible moments in our life. There are no guarantees in life. To win the game we're playing, all we can really do is weight the dice as much as possible. So this decision to prioritize our happiness, it means that we will be changing some aspects of our lives, habits, routines, schedules, etc. Transitions are extremely tough. That's why it is important to fortify and build up your self-esteem before beginning this journey. Most people are stressed because they are overcommitted. When you are overcommitted, you are constantly feeling the pulls to be in multiple places, doing several things at the same time, none of them well. And when we finally have free time, others have a way of using up that time for their benefit. Where can we decommit? Where can we redirect our time and energy? A good barometer to see if you are acting on your own accord is how often you use the word should in your life. I should be praying more. I should be wearing more makeup. I should lose more weight. I should volunteer my weekends even though I'm mentally exhausted. I should get that extra credential so I can make more money. I should have a bigger house. My kids should be going to better schools. I should be driving a BMW or Mercedes. And on and on and on. We spend time, energy, and money we don't want to for our family, for society, for our community, for our religion. A fraction of these are necessary obligations to live a happy and peaceful life, but certainly not all of them. You know, a tiny fraction. These magnets, family, society, community, religion, etc., these magnets are constantly pulling us in directions we don't want to go. I am not advocating for removing or completely removing all of these aspects from your life. Please don't confuse this for that. What I am saying, however, is that you need to consider your relationship with each of these collectives and, if necessary, put down some boundaries that will increase your chances at being happy. What are you doing for others that you genuinely don't want to be doing? If you filled that time instead with a book, a bubble bath, or whatever you do to relax, would you be happier? After you have reevaluated your constraints, your magnets, you are going to be presented with some choices. And it's important that you make these choices as selfish as possible. Because in a previous episode, we had made the decision to prioritize our happiness. If you aren't prioritizing your happiness, or if that's not your goal, then there's no reason to be here. But if you are trying to do that, this is the work that needs to be done. Keep in mind that the collective will only side with an individual if it suits the greater purpose for the collective. You will only be truly accepted by the collective when you conform to their stereotypes. 
understand that you are in an unwinnable status game or a series of unwinnable status games. There will always be someone above you. And even if you rise to the top, your prize is to now fend off all of the incoming challengers. There's no peace in this game. The only way to win a status game is not to play it. And it's easier than you think. This is not something that needs to be broadcasted, by the way. You could just ghost out and stop playing unwinnable games. Everyone needs to individually evaluate their own freedoms and constraints. Many of us have experienced bullying by a collective. That's a tactic used to keep the individual in line. As far as whose advice to listen to about what you should be doing, I'd like to lightly introduce a concept from Nassim Taleb's skin in the game, and I'm going to paraphrase it. Don't worry about the mutual benefit during the good times. Worry about who will be there by your side when things go wrong. Will the advice giver or will the collective be in the trenches with you when their advice turns out wrong? Or will they be on a metaphorical yacht somewhere without a care in the world, leaving you to deal with the fallout from their advice? This is the best indicator I have come across when considering the advice of others. Skin in the game. What is the harm they experience if their advice is wrong? A real-world example or a a real-world application of this is when people go on TV and they're analyzing the stock market. You know, how about you just show us your portfolio? That would give me a much clearer picture on whether or not I'd take your advice on a certain stock. Did you buy it or not? Do you think it's going to go up or not? There are too many unwritten rules decreed by mediocre people of high status. Most of these rules are to make life convenient for the powerful. Only a fraction of them actually benefit your life. Understand that you are the one who has to live out the consequences. Everyone else could be dead or off at a party, and you'll be left to clean up the mess. If they won't be there with you when things don't work out as planned... You have zero obligation to listen to anything they say. Zero. Part of prioritizing your happiness means putting it as the top priority in situations you control. Hopefully you can see why building immunity to judgment is important. Building up your self-esteem is incredibly important. If I have failed to do that, then please reach out and let me know. This step is critical. It's foundational. Over the next week, notice what you're doing for yourself. Notice what you want to be doing for your collectives. And notice what you should be doing for your collectives. You have nothing to prove to anyone. You are enough in your own right. And you have always been enough. The only one who's ever doubted it is yourself. That ends now. Now.